This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is the Freddie and Fitzsimmons version of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh, the reunion got back, got the band back together real quick, didn't we? We had the old intro, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. I mean, let's Might just go well. ahead and break it back up. It was eight, nine years, right? I mean, yeah. ten part-time, eight full-time. I mean, damn near a decade, so... Amber Wilson last night goes, so you're going back to the X already, huh? Okay. Work wife, not happy. I mean, so, hey, there you go. Now I got Amber Wilson life, mad at wife, me now. Real wife? Yeah. Like, oh, hell yeah, you're off at six? Yeah. Oh, you, you can take the girls to the, uh-huh. you know, married to the high school football uh-huh. game. Great. Exactly. Work wife? So you're going back to the X. So See, there you go. When you get a double barrels like that, I would say I feel sorry for you, but I do feel sorry for you because I've been there more than a couple of times. That's why. Head on a swivel, Bubba. Like a quarterback on an INT, man. Head on a swivel. That's when I said you hear We, we got to sound the alarm. Take cover. Take cover. Hey, Save Bobby, yourselves. I just realized this also. What's that? Harry Douglas, I now do not like four days out of the year. Okay, why? Well, where am I from? Who's my mom's team? The New Orleans Saints. That's right. As, uh, as she refers to as the? The Beloveds. Yes, there she you does. Go. Uh-huh. Where's her little baby prize little boy coach now? Jealousy doesn't become you, but it's the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Douglas, four times. You know he's listening right now going, what did I do to Mama Fitzsimmons? I'm, oh. just, trying to, I'm just trying to make it by well, here. Hey, let me tell you, man, I still fear that woman. She still has a yeah. lead shank and a halter yeah. in her house, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I fear that woman every single day. You, you hack her <laughs> off, it's like, oh, God, here comes a switch. Right? So, that, that sweet young woman would never do such a thing like that. That sweet oh, Mama Fitzsimmons. She- I don't know what of this evil you're bespeaking of that wonderful, wonderful mother that weighs some wonderful kids. Yeah, a wonderful woman that beat the hell out of me for eating an ice cream sandwich before I did my chores. But anyway, go right ahead, Freddie. You can always weigh in and join the flow home anytime you want at Ian Fitz ESPN. That's Ian's handle, my handle, at Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well, the triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. So we got the reunion thing. That's all part of the main thing, 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 the main thing with Freddie and Harry. So the Philadelphia Eagles will be compromised tonight as they play Minnesota Vikings to kick off week two in the National Football League. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, not going to play. Cornerback James Bradbury, not going to play. Safety Reed Blankenship, underrated player, not yeah. going to play. So we always know about the quarterback has to be the quarterback. He's got to be that dude. He's got to be the best player in the field. With three guys being out on a short week, I can't wait to see exactly what this offense for the Philadelphia Eagles has to come up with because the Eagles weren't stopped. But, Ian, they were slowed down pretty well by a pretty good defensive bunch up in New England when it comes to the Patriots. Man, that New England defense, I think, is very underappreciated right now. And I think it's, it's because of what happened last year and, and overshadowed by Bill Belichick's moronic decision <laughs> Name to calling. go with Matt, Matt Patricia and Name Joe calling. Judge as offensive coordinators, which also, man, didn't do any, any favors to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. That's a good point. Uh, so that's, that's good, if yes. You put them in a, in a pathetic position to try and succeed. It, it failed miserably. Now you bring in Bill O'Brien, and, I, and you saw more of the Mac Jones from his rookie campaign mm-hmm. and the guy we saw at Alabama while he was a mid-first-round pick. Talk that talk. Compared to when you had a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator trying to call plays. 
in the NFL. Yeah, so this, yeah, this is what happens when arrogance gets in the way of common sense. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So that defense has been kind of overshadowed by everything on the offensive side, and those dudes they can hunt. So last week, yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense didn't look great, but they were on the road, inclement weather, and you know only produced what one offensive touchdown. So mm-hmm. yeah. Tonight, you're back at home. Both teams had to travel. New England, I mean, Philadelphia on the road in New England. You know, Minnesota was at home. Now they have to travel over. So on a short week, week one, both teams equal practice time. But still, Freddie, I, we all hate short weeks. I mean, it's going to yeah. get, it's going to be ugly football, especially mm-hmm. this early in the season. Absolutely. It's going to be even uglier. But I expect to see okay. a sharp, a sharper version of Jalen Hurts in that offense than what we saw in week one, especially when it comes to targeting his tight end, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Dallas Goddard, no catches last week, two targets. And believe me, if you're going to find any way to have some rhythm offensively, you got to go to a proven guy that can help you move the chains when it's having so much attention for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Right now, Eagles a six-point favorite, over-under is 49. And even Jalen Hurts, he understands on a short week and you were on the struggle bus last Sunday, it may be even tougher on Thursday. I can't say if it's tougher or not. I just think that's our reality. You know, we're always grateful. I, I, I am for sure of having an opportunity to play, and so we're going to go out there and have fun. Try and invest your time into the things and getting your, your, yourselves ready. Obviously, um, as a team and as an organization, we're doing everything to do that. So um, this is something that everybody kind of has to deal with at some point throughout the year, um, and we get to do it. And so we're all excited for, uh, for Thursday. That's another reason why I can't stand Jalen Hurts. Everybody's trying to say, fire, fire. He's like, look, relax. I got it. We're going to make sure it works. He never, ever allows any situation to deter him and his team from their focus. That's a big reason why he got all that money in the offseason. We know what he did to prove to everybody he was not going to be a one-trick pony, what he did in 2022, where if he doesn't get injured for two games in that regular season, maybe he wins the MVP and not Patrick Mahomes but he is never going to lose his blank or lose his religion just because they're not going to have three players or they got a short week. He's like, look, we got to play. They got to play. What time do we play? He's not worried about the exterior. Tough week's going to be for you. You, you got slowed down by the Patriots. What do you yeah, Look, I'm Jalen Hurts, baby. We'll figure this out. You know why? Because I'm going to make it so. And that should be a very, very scary proposition for a Vikings defense that didn't look that good versus Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay losing that game on Sunday. Yeah, I saw a lot of people also, Freddie, on that social media thing. I don't know what it's called X now. Uh, I just call know. it Twitter. Yeah. I don't care what he says. It's Twitter. So anyway, a lot of people are going, hey, was, was Jalen Hurts a one-hit wonder? Stop. Just stop with that. I mean, and I know you've heard this story a million times, but it never gets about old. The show meeting never gets old. I was there when Jalen Hurts burst onto the scene. Reporter, field analyst, USC, Alabama, Jerry World, AT and T Stadium. There's this freshman wearing number two with long dreads and just looks like all the part. I mean, this guy can't be a freshman. And he's got thighs, you know, as big yeah. as tree trunks and. You know, he, he never smiled, and he never smirked, and he never frowned. And talking to Lane Kiffin, then Alabama offensive coordinator, now head coach at Ole Miss, I go, hey, I got this starter, you know, this guy quarterback, this guy quarterback, both ahead of Hurts on the depth chart. And he goes, you're asking the wrong question. You know that, that Lane Kiffin oh, monotone yeah. delivery? Mm, very snarky delivery. Hurts? When, not if, when two hits the field, he ain't coming off. 
<laughs> Jalen Hurts was wearing number, number two. two. He didn't come off the field. And when he got on, I mean, he led him to a national championship. And remember, against Clemson and Deshaun Watson, exactly. Jalen Hurts did his job. With about three and a half minutes to go, he hit Pater up the right boundary, touchdown, Bama takes a lead, and Deshaun Watson hits Howdy Doody in the right corner of the end zone in Hunter Renfro, right? Now, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver against Nick Saban's sainted defense. It wasn't Hurts, right? He won the natty. Yeah. The, the Bama defense gave it up, and then he transfers to Oklahoma after Tua burst onto the scene. And Lincoln Riley, now head, head coach at USC, helped him become a more accurate passer and gave him all, all these drills to become an accurate passer, a more accurate passer, which he has now taken to a whole nother level with right. his work ethic in the NFL. So anybody who wants to say that Jalen Hurts was a one-hit wonder, just look at week one against the Patriots. Shut the hell up. This guy is a, I mean, he is going to be a perennial MVP type candidate, barring injury. And I'd follow that guy anywhere. He is a true leader of men. So don't think that it was just a splash in a pan no, last year, exactly. right? This guy is a remarkable, remarkable talent. And I think he's only going to get better and better every single year. Who do you like tonight? I got the Eagles winning at 25 to 16. I don't know about a score, Freddie, but it, what scares me is that yesterday this number was at seven. Now when we were six. in our pre-show meeting, yeah. it was at six and a half. Yeah, now it's six now. Now it's it, – you. that is a an enormous point mm-hmm. when it comes to wagering, to go from seven sure. just to six and a half. Now you're at six, mm-hmm. sharp money coming in late on the Vikes. Vikings. I would yeah. not go near this game with your money. Okay. Of course you would go of course you would do that. Now you're lying now because you go near any of my money. It's not your money that you're losing. What do you care? I'm not touching it. <laughs> I wouldn't if, if I had to, I go with the Sharps. Right. It's Minnesota plus the points. The Eagles yeah. win. Yeah. Minnesota covers, but yeah. Yeah, I would stay away. Okay, I don't think Minnesota covers. I think the Eagles defense will stymie them and I think their offense will be a lot better even though they're not going to have that running back when it comes to Marcus Gainwell. By the way, Thursday Night Football, that's going to be a hot ticket tonight with the Vikings taking on the Eagles. And hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Shador drops, looking downfield. Right side of the end zone. Graham, touchdown, touchdown, Colorado. Shador Sanders to throw. Runs out to his left. He's going to pump. He's going to run. Dies. End zone. Extremely personal. All respect was gone for them in their program. The respect level it ain't there because you disrespected us first. KOA eight fifty with the call. He's Ian Fitzsimmons on Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry. It still sounds strange to say that on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel eighty. It may be strange for me to say that, but nothing will beat the strange that we heard. Now I've known Jay Norvell for more than a minute, the Colorado State head coach. And everybody with somebody is going to be there on Saturday as the Colorado Buffaloes, number 18 in the poll, a 23-point favorite, take on their in-state rival, the Rams of Colorado State. College game day is going to be there. The Pat McAfee show is going to be there. First take is going to be there. Other shows for covering college football, they're going to be there. That's when you know when you're the primetime dude, the primetime dude, the primetime dude that you are when it comes to Deion Sanders. That doesn't mean that people are going to like it. I bring you Jay Norvell. Colorado State head coach on his own coaches show on Learfield IMG. 
to say he took his shot and said it with his chest would be an understatement. You know, we're excited. Our kids are really, you know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And and uh, But our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? So let's go up there and play. And so I – that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. And so I don't mean to take over the show, but uh-huh. it's your show. I'm just tired of <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of all that stuff. It's just it's it's and I know everybody else is too. It was the perfect thing to say in front of your supporters, who I'm sure are just like Jay Norvell, sick and tired and tired and sick of your main rival, your state rival, getting all this attention, getting all this love, by the way, undefeated attention, undefeated love. When it comes to Colorado, I will say this. You better stop poking the bear because those fans that clap for you on Thursday, Wednesday night will not be able to save you behind on Saturday because, you know, Dion and those guys want to run it up on Colorado State. Well, Colorado opened this game as a 17-point favorite. Where is it? And now it's 23. Uh, keep going. Oh, it's more and now? Half, okay. And I, I, it might be a 24, which is a big half point, uh-huh. right, coming up by, by kickoff and – I understand it. Yeah, you know, he was playing to to his crowd. Absolutely. Right? And I and, and when he when he brought up Mama, you know, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But Dion, going back to when he was at Florida State, do you remember him not having sunglasses on? Constantly. Yeah. Sunglasses and the Jerry Curl. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> gold chains everywhere. Let's go coming to America. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Come on now. So. He, he he's neon Dion for a reason. That flash, but he had substance behind that flash as a player, Look, and now Colorado. This is one where would I have said it? No, but he was playing to the crowd. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like Brett Yormark was at Texas Tech a few weeks ago, right? And then playing to the Texas Tech crowd. I'll be there the uh-huh. day after Thanksgiving when you play Texas, and you better do to them what you did. You know, last year when Texas Tech beat the Longhorns in overtime. I get playing to the crowd. I do. But that was echoed right up the interstate and up a mountain, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they're already kind of if – you, if you didn't – how do I say this properly? Nebraska poked them last week, And right? what happened there? 30, Chicken kick. 36-14. Vegas rarely loses a game like that. They were only a three-point favorite. Right. And a buddy of ours at Caesars – said we wrote more tickets on Colorado than any single NFL team, which wow. is normally five times the number of, of any college team. Yeah. I mean, and they, and they got crushed. Now, they win seven of those, seven out of ten of those, please take this side, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, we only have Colorado's a three-point favorite. We, we really like Nebraska. Well, Colorado said, you know what? Uh, you might want to crank the air conditioning up in those big buildings in the <laughs> desert because <laughs> the heat just the heat is overwhelming you right now of what we did in Nebraska. Now mm-hmm. you have this, and Freddie, I, I'm with you. I, would I have said it? No, but Jay Norvell has been around the block. I mean, Absolutely. you know, he was the associate head coach at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. at Texas. Yep. You know, he head won at Nevada, Nevada. Yep. Mm-hmm. and I know it, it's his buildings trying to build something at Colorado State, but man. When you say something like that, 
Dion's, especially on a Wednesday, <laughs> Dion now has three three days exactly to make sure his guys are locked in. And here's a kicker, Freddie, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. All right. We all see the flash of Deion Sanders in the public eye. Mm-hmm. But anybody you talk to that's been to a Colorado practice, it is like 80s and 90s grinding. Yeah, I mean, they get he's coaching in. these guys as hard as the NCAA guidelines will allow him. You don't see a lot of undisciplined penalties Absolutely. by the Colorado Buffaloes. They are extraordinarily well coached. Sean Lewis, as an OC, was a tremendous hire by Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. And he's coaching these guys like he was coached by Bobby Bowden, you know, and, and Jimmy and that Johnson. Remarkable coaching staff. Absolutely. George Mickey Seifert, Andrews. Mickey Andrews, all those guys. That's how he's coaching these dudes. So in, the, in front of the cameras, you're seeing primetime. Behind the scenes and in practice and in the weight room and in film, mm-hmm. that's Coach Sanders. And there is a difference. And the thing about that is with all that, you know he's going to have that loyalty, including from his son, Shiloh Sanders. He was on the Pat McAfee show. Check out how he responded to the disrespect towards his dad from Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell. This week, the Colorado State coach says, you know what? I would like them to be pissed at us about something, too, and goes and talks on your dad in a Why little... Why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> talking about that. Yeah, I... they, they just make it worse. I know. Shiloh, I, know, I, I don't understand it either. We are very confused by it. <laughs> that is something you obviously all know about and are uh, very aware of whenever it happens. I, I don't get why we was actually just talking about that. Uh, some of the receivers and my dad was over there and I overheard them talking about that. And I was like, what did he say? And they told me, I was like, bro, why do they do this to themselves every week? Coach Brown's a cool guy. Like you don't have to <laughs> be like that. Remember the old NFL films when they were still like the coach and that one coach goes, gosh almighty, why do we do that? Gosh almighty, why do we do that? Charles says like, have you guys not learned from people in the off season? Going after my dad, but we got our dads back. We got our coaches back. You said we couldn't beat TCU. We're gonna get run out of the building. This is not touchdown dog. Exactly. This is not a way to build a team in the offseason. Having eighty-five different players, they upset the number seventeen team in the country as a twenty-one point five underdog, and then they had. They didn't have amnesia about what Matt Rule said in the offseason, saying that's not the way about building a program, and they put a 36-14 burger on him. At a certain point, and I get it, Jay Norvell, if I'm going to play to the crowd, I'm going to play to the crowd. But when you make it personal like that, when you invoke, when I was taught to talk to grown-ups, I took off my hat and sunglasses. When you make it personal like that, you make it even more personal for guys that are going to have the back of their head coach, whether they're named Sanders, Travis Hunter, or anybody else in Colorado. Be careful what you wish for when you put a situation like that out there and a team like that is shown. We'll make you pay, and we're going to make it hurt a lot worse than you could imagine. Contemplate this, what, and I'm, I'm, I'm sincere what I'm about to say. Okay. How many college football programs, presidents and ADs, would punt after this season on their head coach Ooh. to hire Deion Sanders? I think you can count them. On 10 fingers. Okay, go ahead. And that's it. He has 130-plus FBS head, head coaches and right. co- co- you know, college football programs uh-huh. and head coaches. Okay. I think you probably, on two hands, name – you might not even get to all 10. Okay. All 10 fingers as to how many college programs would not fire their head coach mm-hmm. at the end of the year okay. to hire Dion. That's how the immediate impression 
has had an impact. But dude, yeah. you got college game days going to Colorado, Colorado State. Exactly. Are you kidding not me? Not Oregon, Colorado, not USC, Colorado, <laughs> at least you. not yet. That shows the impact. For my money, he is now the face of college football when it comes to Deion Sanders. I'm not going to say he's the biggest name, but his name is up there. Right now, what have we talked about the first two weeks of college football? It's been him. It's been Colorado football. Nick Saban loses to Texas. That got a headline. <laughs> it got well, a headline. More than a headline. That was, but, that was, but no, it got a that headline. was more about Sark than Saban. Absolutely. Right? It was more yeah. about Sark than yeah. Saban. Usually it's about, man, Nick Saban, what's wrong with you? It was like, hey, maybe Texas is back. That diminished that headline when it came to Nick Saban. But the top headline was like, man, Colorado's 2-0. and Deion Sanders, what they've been able to do with 85 different players. Because we know. You. Yeah, go ahead. You can count them on two hands. On two hands? The, I, I don't think you can get on? to 10. I don't think you can get to you 10 as for how many athletic directors would say, yeah. thank you, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, they'll double that salary that he's making in Colorado. He'd be in Nick Saban territory. We mentioned the Deion Sanders controversy, Jay Norvell saying, and he put it out there in the coaches' show, the coach of Colorado State, that when he was taught to talk to grownups, he said, you take off your hat and sunglasses. Well, when Dion heard that, this is what he said at practice. Beautiful day, ain't it? Yes, sir. I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, oh. trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dion said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. Yes, but when they give us ammunition, they done messed around and made it what? <laughs> it was just going to be a good game. They done messed around and made it. Now it's it was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they'll mess around and made it personal. Oh, Lord. Yep. Keep it business, B. Way to 23 and a half. Yep. Just like <laughs> Nino Brown said in New Jack City, business, B, never personal. Keep it business, B, never personal. I guarantee you college game their first day is going to <laughs> be because they don't have Jay Norvell on the set on Saturday. Then what are we doing he's Ian Fitzsimmons I'm Freddie Coleman thanks for joining us here on Freddie and Harry let us know about Deion Sanders is he the biggest name right now maybe he's the only big name in college football let us know triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776 a buddy might just text me he said all the Colorado Buffalo players should walk out on Saturday night during the introduction wearing hat and sunglasses that would be <laughs> epic if they did something like that Whew. we got to calm down a little bit and we're going to get that calmness going on as we have a conversation with a legend who gives a great meaning to the term can't stop, won't stop. He stops by your neighborhood next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'll say this. A lot of people are going to get their chance in 15 minutes. They're going to weigh in about, is Deion Sanders the biggest face, the face of college football after two to three weeks of action? Playing people in the way will give you a chance to do that in 15 minutes. A triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. In your mind, is he the face of college football right now? I wouldn't say the face, but I think he's the most popular and most talked about in college football. And I think he's made a lot of athletic directors across the country go, you know what? Do I need to fire my guy to hire that guy? Uh-huh. What about Stash Seek? He's one of our guys who came in and said, thank God for Dion the first couple of weeks because there's been a lot of bleep bleep games, <laughs> a lot of terrible games. This weekend, dude, yeah, it's oh, a honey-do list. It really I mean, is. this is one – look, we'll get into this later on in more detail, I uh-huh. know, but Freddie – you look at the slate this weekend. Yep. Oh, and th- I this did. is advice from old Uncle Fitzy and, and Uncle Freddie. Uh huh. If you're a newlywed, <laughs> get the chores done. Change the diapers, do the yard work, because right. the college football slate this weekend on a Saturday ain't that great. Next week, we've got like seven top 25 matchups. So if you got to go change some baby diapers, you got to go cut the grass, whatever you need to do, get it done this Saturday, because next week, you want to be on your couch. Or you can read a great book. For example, this book is on sale in the audio read by Cedric the Entertainer. The legend that he is is called Flipping Boxcars. It's on HarperCollins.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. It's an absolute pleasure to bring in the legend that is Cedric the Entertainer. Hit him on social media at said Entertainer. Cedric, we've been fans of you for more than a minute. Your show, The Neighborhood on CBS, continues to do gangbusters. And now you decided to do this with Flipping Boxcars, especially about Babe, the main character. Who was he? How did he inspire you writing this book called Flipping Boxcar, sir? First of all, let me just say, Freddie, transitions are for kids. That was so dope. You lit it up with that one, bro. That you were too kind. I was like, what? I was in the, I was in the trying to get my Saturday together. Like, you know, I'm going to read my own book. <laughs> Our pleasure. You were too kind, my friend. You were too kind. Hey, by the way, Cedric, are we lying? I mean, look, I know you're a football fan. No. This weekend stinks. It's next weekend, right? Stinks. It stinks. Good. Yeah. Ian, no doubt, bro. I was like, okay. No, but Fred, thank you so much, man. This is, uh, you know, this book was inspired by, um, you know, these wonderful stories I heard about my grandfather who had passed long before I was born. Uh, but, you know, you know, like a, a great tall tale in a family. Somebody tells you one thing, next time you hear the story, it got a, a little something extra added to it. And I started to just fictionalize his whole world, like what he, you know, what he did and how he got up every day. And that really inspired me to create this character. And, uh, you know, I was developing it for a TV show and then I had the opportunity to write a novel. And it just, it just really was the right thing to do, man. I, I felt uh, really inspired by kind of like, Taking my family's history, uh, little little doses of it, and then uh, telling this more you know beautiful story about a man who had to do what he had to do uh, in the you know post World War II uh, pre Civil Rights area uh, of how he just make it and hustled and, and try to make a living uh, to change the trajectory of his family. How long were you sitting on this before you decided now was the time to tell this story, Cedric? You know, it definitely was many years, man. I would get these, uh, what I call machinations of my grandfather. I would just sit up sometimes and hear his voice or little little tidbits 
he would say to me, and I had a connection to him, though, like I said, I never actually met him, but my mother would say, you know, my dress style, the way I wore hats all the time. She was like, you like my daddy. That's so crazy that you would do that. Wow. And, you know, and so, you know, I think that I, I had little notes that I would write down. So it took, it took it took a while, man. It took a good, you know, four or five years for me to even approach somebody about the idea. And then, of course, it took a couple of years to write the book. When you're in the middle of it, yeah, and obviously you're talking to other family members and whatnot. What, what, what did you learn about not just you know your, your your grandparents, you know, and your grandfather, but 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 about yourself? Man, you know the biggest thing that you kind of learn is that you know I think that a lot of us we we don't go back enough and really look and research our family, but some of the desires, some of the um, you know the spirit of him of being an entrepreneur, the spirit of him wanting to you know see life on a on a grander scale. And, and not be trapped in a job. These were the kind of things that I thought were innately a part of me, and I didn't know where they came from. I grew up in a single-parent household, just my mother and my younger sister, and yet I, you know, they used to say I was always scheming up a dream, huh. always trying to figure out what's next. And you know, and to come to find out doing my research, that was my grandfather. I mean, he had a he had a restaurant. He did gambling. He bootlegged in the back. He had a food truck. He was a, a he was a de facto politician, you know, where he kind of ran the black side of town, and you know, it was just it, it, he he liked to travel. He would he he knew clothing. He knew how to do suits and ties. It's just just interesting, you know. I was like, man, it's so crazy that sometimes you think you you're your own person, and if you go back and dig, you'll realize, man, your family was on a trajectory that you know was subjugated to the to the you know the culture and the uh, the what the what the world was offering them at the time. Cedric the Entertainer and my pasty butt have so much in common. This is amazing. I mean, it's chocolate and vanilla right now. I mean, it mixes so well. You're talking about wagering and moonshine, man. I mean, you are in my wheelhouse, coach. Come on. Like a big old swirl ice cream cone. Let's go. Hey, man, sometimes you don't know when you hit the butt for your for the right person. Man, my grandfather, it's a true story, Cedric. I grew up in a third red farm in Louisiana. Oh, God. And my grand we were out there with pellet guns in the woods, right? And we, we found we come back, yeah. we go, Dad, hey grandpa, ooh, we we found these these containers with this rain was in them and and but they were bottles were sealed. He goes, Don't shoot another one, bring them to your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> shine baby shine, shine. shine. <laughs> I'm trying to get new tires for the car like, <laughs> oh, like peaches and cream oh. man that's unbelievable I got tears in my that's eyes right. man hey oh, if there's goodness. anything that you want a, a youngin, a, you know, like like my, I have an eighteen year old and a fifteen year old, right? I mean, if there's anything that you want kids to take away from flipping boxcars, this book that you wrote, what would you want them to take away? Man, the biggest thing is is to recognize that your history really informs your future and and where you are. So you know, I I, I kind of say that in the acknowledgement that I think that we've just really gotten away from talking to our elders and finding out really where we come from. We live right. in a world where it's it's, you know, it's all about me and my page and my IGs and my looks and my likes. And nobody really thinks about, like, man, 
you know, you 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 come from a very you know unique history, and if you go back and dig and ask a few questions, it can actually inform where you're going in the future. You'll be surprised that you know maybe your your grandfather already knew how to run a business, and you can take something that he that he had in there and be like real, realize you got some unique entrepreneurial skills that you can tap into uh, these kind of things, and so. That's the main thing is, like, look at your history, go back, and then it'll inform where you're headed. Wow. The legendary Cedric, the entertainer, his book is on sale. Read the audio by him and hear the audio. Pre-orders can be made at Flipping Boxcars on HarperCollins.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. He joins Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I know you're a major sports fan. You're a big St. Louis Rams fan because you grew up in St. Louis, but you rock with the yeah. Los Angeles Rams because they're there and you live in L.A. I know you're also a major basketball fan of Chicago Bulls, but you rock with the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers because you're out there. What do you think about yeah. – you know about star power. You've been around it. You're a major, major star. You always will be. What do you think about a guy like Deion Sanders, what he's done to college football so far? Man, he's just so legendary, not, you know, for football itself, but really, man, for the culture and as a human being, man, you know, because we, we, we grew up loving Prime. He was one of these guys that was, you know, he was bodacious and bold as a personality, audacious, always spoke his truth, but was able to back it up, you know, even as an athlete. But then as a human being, man, as he's come forward, you know, just what he provides these kids, you know, that – that kind of, uh, you know, do not be not be ashamed of who you are and stand on that and go forward and be bold and uh, and but do the work and that's the thing you got to do the work you got to be able to back it up and so that's what I really love what what Dion's providing uh, to the world the wins are great but his spirit and it, you know who he is as a human being his leadership it's it's for the world to ride man it's not even just for the team you know people are motivated just by the fact that he's such a strong and and powerful and bold leader and stands on it and, and make people have to stand up, you know, to it. And so uh, and that's what I really appreciate what he's doing right now, man, for sure. All right, staying with sports, you're in the barbershop. What sports topic will start an absolute all-out argument slash brawl in the barbershop faster than any uh, other man. one? Oh, you know, you know the one that everybody talk about is the LeBron against <laughs> Michael Jordan. Is that the one right there? You got you, and, and it's a testament to both players. I always say that because you you live inside your generation, and so I I definitely recognize like the kids who grew up strictly watching LeBron. That's a generational guy. But if you come from us, you know we MJ all day for the most part. Like you know, so I'm I just. But I, I do think that that is the one argument that's going to start it off. And if the Cowboys is ever going to win the Super Bowl again, that's a big argument you can get right away. Wow. Wow. From St. Louis to Def Comedy Jam to be an original king of comedy to your neighborhood, my neighborhood, Hollywood Star Walk of Fame, yeah. and now author Flipping Boxcars. He is Cedric the Entertainer. An absolute pleasure. Like we mentioned, find the book on HarperCollins.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Mr. Entertainer, it was a blast. It was a pleasure. Keep doing your thing. We love yeah, you, man. man. We got much love back, and thank you so much for joining us today. I man, appreciate y'all, man. I'll holler. I'll holler. That's right. <laughs> we always holler at Cedric the Entertainer. I'll never forget, Ian, about 2006 when he did his variety show. And he came on to talk about it. And he's even more genuine now. And he was pretty damn genuine even back then. It's really cool to see somebody who's a legend but understands his place but also understands exactly what he can do and he can't stop, won't stop. That was a treat to talk with him. I can't believe he brought up wagering and the shine. Uh, Hey, man, the next question would have been peach or cherry. (laughs) 
you, you're twin sons of the same mother. <laughs> Just a big old swirl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was fantastic. Like we mentioned, hit him on social media at Set Entertainer. Show you the entertainer joining us here on Freddie and Harry with Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. You can join us right now at Triple H A ESPN, 888-729-3776. Deion Sanders, Colorado football, 2-0, top 25 team, as prime time, prime time, prime time, become the face of college football, 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Let's hear from YOU at 888-729-3776. Deion Sanders, he's got everything flip-flopped <laughs> up and down, right, left, left, right. Has he become the face of college football? Ian says yes or no. I wouldn't say the face of college football, but I think that he is the most talked about. And right now, yeah, there are about maybe, maybe 10 D1 FBS programs of the 130-plus right. that they are the only 10 that would not fire their head coach to bring in Deion Sanders after this season. Okay. That That is how how much of an immediate impact through two weeks. Two weeks, exactly. In FBS football, that's the kind of impression and immediate impact that Deion Sanders has had. Throw it again on social media. Coleman ESPN and Ian Fitz ESPN says he's become the face of what college football could be if the stuff suits could get out of their own way. Let's go to Ian's home state of Louisiana. That's also the home of Doug. Doug, it's prime time to face a college football. Why or why not? I believe he is. In the absence of you know newer faces and everything like that, you know we, we all know about Sark, we all know about Saban and all that. But in the absence of new and fresh faces and fun rhetoric, yeah, I have no reason to think that he's not. You know what Dion's done? Because in college football, we know that stars are going to matter with so much with NIL and transfer portal. It may place even more emphasis on the coaches continuing to be stars, like we've seen in college basketball, one and dones, transfer portal. There, we know more about the coaches. Deion Sanders has become that face because we know Caleb Williams, but we don't really know him, know him like right. previous years when it comes no, to big time college football players. Great. That's a great point because it used to be, and I'm going back a long way now in the nineties and early two thousands when the players were the face of college football, no doubt it was the Peyton Mannings. It was the Charles Woodson's, you know, th- those were the guys that, you know, you, you related to, it wasn't the head coaches. It wasn't, you know, the Phil Fulmers, you know, or, and going down the list of guys, you right. know that you know that that were head coaches back then. You know, even Spurrier. You know, it, it, Spurrier was probably the first one to, to really because of all. And I've got Tennessee, Florida. Believe me, a lot of these oh, stories boy. are going to come up this this you know this weekend. I bet they will. You know, where Spurrier was the first to really you know after going from Duke to Florida. You know where he won a Heisman Trophy. He, you know, he had all the, all the, you know, is Peyton Manning going to be his MVP of the Citrus Bowl? Uh-huh. You can't spell <laughs> you can't Citrus, citrus out. UT. And that's when you started to see not the players, yet an outlier every now and then, like like a Tebow, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That would that would be a face of college football, but the coaches then started to be the faces, yeah. and. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but well, well, going forward, but it is what it is, have, yeah. and it started with Spurrier, and yeah. Prime is taking it to a whole other level. Yep. Steven, Los Angeles has Deion Sanders become the face of college football. Let us know. Heck no. 
And it's guys like you that self-promote and the hype machine. Have you looked at their schedule? They'll be lucky to go six and six. They're going to get blown out. By the way, uh, take the 14 against Oregon. We'll cover the 14. They'll get blown out against SC. They ain't beating Utah. They ain't beating UCLA. They ain't beating Oregon State, and they ain't beating Washington State. So, Stephen, L.A., what if they do? Then what are you going to say about guys like us then? Well, they're, they're not going to Don't stumble, Steve. Don't stumble, Steve. You, you are loud and proud like guys like you. If they beat those teams, then what are you going to say? And don't stumble. I'm going to... I'm going to call back and say I was wrong, but for right now, guys like you that hate. If, Steve, the thing is, man, for right now, they're 2-0. They're and and I said before the season began, their win total on a future wager was 3.5. And, mm-hmm. and you took the over? No, I didn't place it. But I said if he, if he gets four wins with, with that turnover mm-hmm. roster, yeah. he's coach of the year. Yeah. He's halfway there. Yeah, he may do that sooner than weeks. later. Thanks to guys like us. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.